0: Welcome, you're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. There believers, I got another fun Bigfoot story for you this week. This one comes from a man named Jeff. He was living in Mississippi at the time, and him and a buddy were going out to test out his new rifle and wound up walking right up on a female Sasquatch. Great story. He has a lot of good details about it because he got fairly close to this. Um, Afterward, he tells a story which happened much more recently, up to present day almost, um, within the last year or so, where he was living in Florida and was sharing property with Bigfoot that liked to frequent his home when he wasn't around. We'll go ahead and get into that now. All
1: right, from the beginning, I was 18, I was living in Georgia, um, working for a power line company out of Mississippi that I'd been through through Louisiana, Mississippi, and we finished up, and they moved us over to Georgia, and while I was in Mississippi, i bought this 303 British rifle. I had it all cleaned up and re-blued it and redid the stock, everything. Had it all cleaned up, looking good. And was dying to shoot it. And my cousin's husband, who also works with that power line company, he had been up to Alaska and and picked up some armor piercing shells that the only place you could get was in Alaska. So he gave me a clip full. And uh, we was off one day and it was a Sunday. It was around October, late October, early November. It was kind of cool. And uh, we was going to go across the street and shoot where uh, some of the soldiers from the, from the fort would go shoot. And they told me it was not a problem to go over there. They went over there all the time. So it was, uh, it was an afternoon. We were going to go over and just pop off some rounds, check out the rifle. And uh, I had it slung over my shoulder, holding it by the barrel, walking, talking with my buddy. we come across the road, through the ditch, and up across this little short distance, across this field, To the there was a dug canal there, and they had pulled the dirt up and made a road out of it, and everybody would drive their trucks on that and go back in there and shoot. And along that canal was uh, real tall like maiden cane. It's, uh, it's a hard to explain. You gotta see it to know what it is, but it gets real tall and thick. And, uh, at the end of that, this is about 100 yards, there was a a tree line. Well, it seemed like as soon as we come around the bend into that canal line at the other end, i seen it come walking out. And, uh, and I'm thinking, huh, I wonder what that guy's doing, because from that distance, it looked like a big man. And, uh, Wearing camouflage because it was brown, brown and tan, and uh, as it got closer, it it it, didn't, it had no clue we were coming, but I saw it, and we were we he was, we was about halfway of the distance of each other when I seen that it saw us, and uh, it was acted kind of scared because I guess it had been cornered. And uh where it seemed cornered hang on a minute. I seen its face and it, it looked scared. And, and it, as it got closer, I could tell that it wasn't a man. It, 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 it had a, a human body, but it was huge. Uh, I could see its facial expression. It had a s- surprised, puzzled look on its face and it didn't know what to do. It took a step to the right and it kind of threw, the, threw its hands up and then spun around and stepped off in the grass. And I'm thinking, I said to my buddy, "I was like, what's this guy doing?" And uh, he says, "What?" And about that time, I swung that rifle off my shoulder and caught it with my left hand because I, I spun around. I said, "Well, I was thinking to myself, I better let him see this, or if he's scared now, he'll really be scared when I get up to him." By the time I did that, it jumps that canal and hit the other side and so hard we felt it in the in the ground and. It, we both stopped, and he's like, man, he's like, he's like, what was that? My buddy did, and I was like, hell, I don't know. And then it starts thrashing in the water. But uh, then it, it's, it come out of the water. You could hear the grass popping on the other side. So we run up there to see what it was, and it was just sitting there on all fours. With it, I can see its back, but you, the grass was so tall, you, that's all you could see was its back. It was sitting there like it hurt itself. And uh, we're both sitting, I mean, we're like 20 feet from it on the other side of the canal. And uh, we're like, what is that? You know, what the heck was that? And it starts to move, and then it stops. And I was like, hey, I can see you. And about that time, it just went off. There was like a little bay head up on the other side that it crawled up into, and then it got real quiet. And uh, we were listening and looking and it got we was like well what the heck was that and i didn't think for a million years that it was a, a bigfoot or a sasquatch because uh we were looking at the tracks and it's it like it ain't no bear it wasn't no bear and because uh, the tracks looked, they were kind of they looked like big feet with a with long toes kind of spread like a chimp but huge and this thing was I'm guessing it was about six and a half, seven feet tall. And, uh, it, the more I think about it, that it, it was probably, it looked like a female cause there wasn't, you couldn't see no male parts or nothing, but it, it had boobs. Cause it, it was like, uh, the skin on it was like a dark light blondish tan with light reddish brown hair. And, uh, its facial features, it was, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it, it wasn't human, it wasn't no bear, and, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but uh, we dismissed it because we were thinking, uh, we don't didn't know what it was, and uh, nobody would believe us. But the tracks were there, and at that time, this was back in the early 80s, nobody had cell phones, we wasn't carrying no camera, and uh, we just dismissed it, and I forgot all about it until I was researching my most recent encounter in Florida in my backyard. Um, this this one here is kind of long and drawn out because this was over a period of months. And, uh, we had rented this place.
2: Let me interrupt you real quick before you before you start on your second one.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you said it looked like a female.
1: Yeah, like it might have been a pregnant female because when it jumped that that canal, it, it, it seemed like it hurt itself. It it, it seemed hurt. Um, I don't know if it was it it expected to clear that canal or what, but it might have. You know, females would. They're, they're pregnant and they do something strenuous they're really not supposed to do. Right. The, they, they could get hurt. And I think it hurt itself because it wasn't moving very fast after that. And uh, I kind of really didn't know what was going on. But that's just my assumption because it had a big belly like like it was pregnant. What? And, uh, that, that was
2: about what well, I saw you know. Yeah. And you said you were trying to describe the face and said it's hard to describe. Did it look more yeah. human-like or did it look more like an ape?
1: Well, it, it was kind of like a mixture of both. Bo, it was... It, was, uh, it had like a, a, a huge human features, if that makes any sense. You know, it was... Uh, it it had like its nose it kind of looked like ours but kind of flat and uh, its eyes was big, it had high cheekbones kind of like a Native American but uh, it was uh, definitely not human but it, it made facial expressions you know, like it, it had a mind of its own. It was it. It, it seemed it made human gestures. I'll put it like that. It seemed right. human.
2: Definitely it not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. It it, it it was definitely aware. I'll I'll put it like that. And it knew what that gun was because when I swung it around, that's when it made its decision to <laughs> excuse me, jump that canal.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, on on this coast, you know, the east coast, a lot of reports say that they looked more Native American. You know, they were tall yeah. and a little more slender than the ones up, you know, the Pacific Northwest.
1: Right. Yeah. It was uh definitely something different. Are you there?
2: Yeah, yeah, I am.
1: Okay. I'm having trouble with my Bluetooth. Oh, so that's why I'm at I right.
2: Oh you okay i I can hear you yeah. just fine,
1: Yeah. Because i have it i have it plugged in I'm driving but yeah. it it keeps coming unplugged i I'm hitting it with my arm but uh <laughs> excuse me and uh it it was it was just definitely something that I had no idea what it was, but it was uh not human, and it seemed like a. I don't know. It's it was like a mix between a human and an ape. so Yeah. I, uh, I know. I know. A human couldn't jump that canal. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time down south. I I was stationed in Louisiana. But so I. Know, yeah, I know the kind of environment. I believe that you're talking about, and it's right. gonna canals they get pretty wide down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was about twenty twenty five feet wide. Yeah. It it, was, it wasn't no little ditch. It was a canal. It wasn't a ditch. Right. But it, it it made it to the other side. And when it hit, it hit hard.
2: Wow. You could feel it.
1: Yeah. And we were about 30 yards away from it when it did that. And we felt it in the ground. And that's that's what surprised us. We felt it.
2: Right. So she had reddish brown hair. Was it, was it like a uniform length all over, or was it was it longer on the top? Or
1: Well, it s- seemed like everything on her body was about the same length, but the hair on her arms was longer because she was walking and swinging her arms, and you could see the hair swinging on her arms. And it, it was about, I don't know, about eight inches long on her arms, but the, the hair on her body was, I'd say, anywhere between three and four inches. You know, it, but, but then the hair on her legs, it seemed like she was wearing pants, real baggy, khaki pants. That's, but you know, that's the best way to describe that the, with the hair on her legs because it, it wasn't matte or anything, but it was flowing. You know, she, she was clean. I'll put it like that. She wasn't all matted up, beat up or anything, but she she was clean looking. And uh, it was probably young, you know, a young female that uh, – was off on her own, but that's the only one I saw and I didn't hear anything else. We were out there for a while shooting, but you know, a three hundred three is pretty loud. And if there was anything else around there, I'm sure it left because when you yeah. let pull, you pull the trigger on that, you, you feel it too.
2: <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, go ahead and, uh, get into your Florida story. Uh, Whatever you want to talk about. As long as you want to talk, I'll I'll listen, buddy.
1: Right on. Well, my wife and I, she had this brother who was, a younger brother, who was, you know, and he was into drugs. We, he was wanting to get cleaned up, and he didn't know how to do it. We were going to help him, so we rented this place out in Bell, Florida. It was 65 acres. The house right in the middle. We knew the landlords. They were friends of ours. And we told them what we were doing. I'm like, sure, yeah, it'd be a good spot, so. We leased this place, and, uh, and it was, it's rural. I mean, it was seven miles out down Dirt Road to get to this place, and it was backed up by the Suwannee River. The only thing between us and the Suwannee River was a, a field that the, one of the local farmers, he grew like peanuts and soybeans, and he uh, was seasonal, but most of the time it was bare. And my neighbor, Lou, he would hunt and, you know, he'd put uh, deer feeders out in the beginning of the winter, bait the deer up, which he wasn't allowed to shoot them around the the yard because Wendy was, she's like, I named them, you can't shoot them. So (laughs) they were more like pets to her. So we'd sit outside and we'd count the deer and stuff and watch the squirrels run around. One day I was home. And it was a Saturday, and we're sitting on the back porch. And uh, it sounded like a bunch of kids, like a schoolyard kids, you know, playing, a bunch of them. And she's like, I wonder what them kids are doing back there. And I was like, I don't know. Just let them be kids. They ain't hurting nothing. Because, heck, I grew up on a ranch down in Okeechobee. I love playing in the woods. So I was just letting them be kids if it was kids. But it did. It sounded like a bunch of kids at recess at school, a playground. And uh the next weekend CJ, our son, he had, he'd come home and he he was wanting to uh to go shoot some squirrels. And uh, I'm like, all right, well I was cleaning my truck up as I'd been in and I took took some time off. And uh he wanted to go out back to use some squirrels, so I told him, well, load up the twenty two and you don't need to nothing but them target rounds. That's all you need, and we'll go get some squirrels, and, uh, we were walking to the back. We had our little puppy with us, and she's running around our feet, and, uh, we're walking to the back of the property, and, uh, I got the smelling a skunk smell. It was really strong, but it didn't smell like a skunk. If that makes any sense. For miles. And uh, but it was skunky. And uh, anyway, it was getting stronger as we walked to the back. And I told CJ, I was like, "Son, I was like, I smelling a skunk." I said, "Be careful not to get sprayed because I don't have enough." Tomatoes or tomato juice in the house will scrub your big old butt down. You know, tomato juice will get get rid of the scum. Right. And uh, he started laughing. We're laughing. And about the time we quit laughing, we heard this voice, more like felt it. And it was said it was ace was, uh, going, ooh, 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 eat, ooh like that. And it I freaked us out. And we stopped, and I looked at him, he looked at me, and I was like, did you just hear that? He goes, yeah. He said, are there any monkeys around here? I'm like, son, I said, we ain't in Africa, no, there ain't no monkeys around here. And about that time, a stick come flying over these small oak trees, there was a bunch of them, and landed in the tree limbs right above my head and hit the ground next to my feet. So that's when the hair stood up on my neck and I'm thinking, well, i gotta get, I, I got to get my son out of here, you know. It was, I had to get him out of here, so we went off the other way. And I didn't think nothing of it, you know. We went home and told his
0: mom what happened and she said we was crazy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: I had to leave the next weekend, you know, being out on the road for weeks at a time. I'd spent my home time. And uh, sorry about my GPS. it's Trying to make me do all kinds of stuff. But uh, she calls me one night because she sat out on the porch. CJ went with his, he was my stepson. He went to spend some time with his dad. And uh she calls me one night'm I'm, I'm on the road. I'm coming up into Kentucky. She tells me there's something big walked across the front yard just outside the light because we had a little porch light. She sits out she'd sit out there read and uh, talk text with her friends on her phone and read she was reading books and stuff. she't uh, didn't, didn't think nothing of it. said it was big. But it sounded like it was on two feet, and I, I told her, I said, "Well, I said, you know what it might be." And she says, "Ah, it's not one of those." <laughs> anyway, well, this—I made my trip, went on, and come back, and we're, we're sitting out on the porch one night, and all of a sudden, the skunk smell just overtakes us, and uh, I mean, it was getting bad. It it was so strong that we couldn't, I couldn't breathe, it was giving me a headache, but it didn't smell like a skunk, but it was strong skunk odor, and uh, we went in the house, and, uh, high. High, the and, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, sorry, I somebody broke down on the side of the roof, and, uh, nothing happened until, it seemed like when I'd leave, it it'd make an appearance. It'd come up and uh, walk across the yard with her out there. She's called me several times about you know something in the yard and it's big, and it run by the porch. She couldn't see it, but she could hear it, and uh, she she wasn't thinking nothing of it. I wasn't either. You know we had we had some possums and we had a couple armadillos. We had armadillos that lived under the house. And we kind of you know fed the critters and i think that's what started it She she took out our refrigerator and put it outside thinking the possum we had a big old fat possum and, uh, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden everything disappeared the armadillos disappeared The possum disappeared and uh, and and uh, and One one day, sorry, I'm trying to pay attention here. You one good? day, I come home, and my son he plays. He just he come up stay with us. This is a, a period of time here. And he, I'm not heavy. Don't listen to that. And uh, <laughs> if you can hear my GPS, <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> I'm not heavy. But uh, he was outside. He was on the baseball team. He was outside practicing hitting baseballs. He had a tee set up, and he had a net, and he'd hit his baseballs. And he was using a wooden bat. And every I could hear him. I'm inside. Every time he hit that ball, it tinged real loud. And he went. He had a five-gallon bucket full of baseballs. And uh, he went through a bucket. He commented took a break, and he went back out. Was hitting that hitting more balls. And it was just starting to get dark, and I hear him yell. Yeah. Come out here," he, he said. "There was something coming through the bushes, the trees, and take a few steps and growl at him. It and then take a few more steps and growl. He said he did it about three times, and uh, that's when he got scared and started yelling for me. Well, he, I told him to just get in the house, and uh, I knew what it was. I wasn't going to say anything. And uh, let me turn this thing on. And uh, anyway. you two miles. Turn Anyway. He uh he quit coming on in. Well he, he, he kinda knew because remember he was with me when it made the when it made that localization at us. And uh so anyway, we went on about our way, did our thing and I had went out again. Well, Wendy calls me one night. Scared to death. Her and CJ were held up in the bathroom. She's wanting to know where I kept the big gun. I got a 30 off six and a AR 15 and a 22 and a, a bow. And she was wanting to know where the 30 off six was. Because <clears throat> she was scared and it sounded like something was coming in the house. And uh, I, told her, I, I told her where it was. I said, Well, if you need to use it. And I said, But. If I were you, I said I'd just go, go over to her her friend Cindy's house and she's like, No, I don't want to do that. She'll think I'm crazy <laughs> And uh well anyway I, I I told her what to do. She stayed in the house, they they left the whole lights off. I got home the next day she's uh telling me that she was sitting outside later on that night and she could hear heavy breathing out behind her car, and uh, she said it was real raspy, heavy breathing, and I said, well, what'd you do? She said, I shut the door and went back in the house, and she said that's when they got scared, and...
2: Uh, hey, hold, hold on just a second, Jeff. You broke up on me for a minute. You said you got home the next day, and then I, I lost a yeah. second. Yeah,
1: she, earlier, she had been out in the yard, and she heard heavy breathing.
2: Oh. Out
1: uh, uh, yeah. behind her car from the porch. she come out, you know... Uh, she heard heavy breathing, and she said it was real big, heavy breathing, raspy breathing, and she said it scared her, and she went back in the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when uh, she had called me and told me that uh, they were scared and held up in the bathroom. And uh, CJ would tell me that uh, he'd hear something stomping through the yard at night, real, real heavy, heavy footsteps, you know. And uh, I asked him, "Did you ever go out to see what it was?" He's like, "Nope, <laughs> he didn't want he, he didn't want to." But it it come by and it slapped the side of the house at night. I I think it was used to the refrigerator scraps, if that makes any sense. And yeah, I told dope. her, to, yeah, I told her to quit putting that stuff out there. And I guess she did quit putting that because we have to haul the trash off, and we sure. didn't put food in the trash because it was so. Far to get to the to the city dump you know and we we'd separate our, our we had a burn barrel we'd separate our burnables from our like glass and cans and stuff we'd, we'd send that you know take that they had recycled bins we put that in recycled bins and, and it like you know, junk mail and stuff we'd burn that because it wasn't no no big deal and uh but the food we'd throw out for the animals and I think that's one thing that got him coming around. And
2: uh yep, I have a bad habit of doing the same thing, and I got fifteen yeah. pound possums behind my house now. For
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, them possums though—they'll get on it. They get—they get big. We, yeah, had, we had a little, we had a little fat one. He was so fat he couldn't hardly walk. <laughs> <laughs> But he, I, th- I think he wound up at something's dinner one night because he he disappeared. And uh, well, I guess we were fattening him up for it. But yeah. As you know, this was you know, over a period of time that he, he kept making appearances. And she'd call me. I'd be out on the roadboat, and she'd call me and say, there's something slapping. We had three metal barns behind the house on the other side of the fence. And she said, there's something slapping the roof of the barn. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe it was something falling out of a tree. But she said, no, it sounds like thunder. But it's it's hitting the barn. Well, when I got home, I, I noticed that the edge of the barn the overhang was bent, starting to get bent, bent up, like where something had been hitting it. because it, it was straight because the, the barn that it was hitting was the one that I used. And uh, I was out there a lot. And I noticed that the, the overhangs was getting bent up so they had like you know ten roof and uh, the overhang was pretty pretty you know like a foot and a half overhang so it it would it would bend or something it was to hit it
2: how high up was that overhang?
1: it's about eleven foot eleven twelve foot it it wasn't a little short barn it was walls were like twelve foot walls, yeah. and the overhang hung down lower than that right. Wow. And, uh, well, she, I'm, you know, I, I'd come in and spend a few days at home and I'd leave. Well, I had to make a run up to Chicago and she's sitting, my wife's sitting on the front porch. She calls me. There's a, there's a few details, though, that I left out of that, that, what I sent you because it was just so much to type. Right. And, right. Uh, she calls me and she's like, something just Come flying through the air, she said. You know how when you throw something and it spins, it makes that whoop 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 sound. She, I said, yes. Yeah. She said, well, something just threw a big limb at me, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she uh, said it, it hit hit right in the middle of the yard, and uh, scared her. So she went in the house. Well, I told her, I said, just stay in the house. I'll be home in a little bit, and uh, we'll figure something out. Cause you know she's telling me she's ready to move. She's she's <clears throat> she's wanting to go. Cause her brother he never come to stay with. He 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 didn't make it. And like ten days after we rented the place, he passed away.
2: Oh, I'm sorry about. that.
1: Yeah. So she she was ready to go anyway. But we we rented that place for him, and he wasn't around. She was ready to go, and that just solidified her resolve to to move.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, no doubt.
1: And and, uh, Air. yeah, yeah. And I, I, for myself, I wasn't worried about me. I was worried about my wife and my son. Right. And, uh, cause I, I wasn't, I, I I was never afraid of it. Even when we were out back and it, uh, whooped at us and threw the stick, I, I was never scared for myself. I was more concerned for, for my, my family. And, yep. uh
2: the protective instinct probably kicked yeah. in yeah
1: yeah cuz uh well anyway, but when I come home, I got in one one night. I I drove hard. I was trying to get home because they were scared to death. And uh I got in, I dropped my trailer at the truck stop down the road and I bobtailed it back to the house. I got in about one thirty in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And uh I'm sitting out on the back porch and I made me a pot of coffee and I'm sitting out back, drinking coffee and just sitting there listening to everything and I, I, Facebook. And I had a game on my phone I was playing and I sat out there all night. Sun's coming up and uh, I heard like uh, leaves popping and I looked up and as soon as I did I could see like a black shadow move from the left to the right really fast. And I'm thinking my eyes are playing tricks on me. I'm tired. I've been up. It's been dry. Well, as the sun, the sun starts coming up and, uh, it's starting to get daylight. And I notice this black, excuse me, shadow standing behind an oak tree about, I don't know, a hundred yards over the fence in the back. And I'm thinking, well, wow, I've never noticed that, that before, but that sure is a black shadow, uh. Because the sun wasn't completely up yet. And uh, about that time, it, like, knelt down. It got real short. And I'm like, uh-oh, that ain't that ain't no shadow. But well, then it, it stood back up. Like, it was repositioning itself. And I'm thinking, now, that, that's got to be a shadow. I'm looking around to see if the sun, <coughs> excuse me, if the sun is, poked through the clouds, you know, and I couldn't tell because I'm under a roof. And no, it wasn't out yet. And about that time, I, this big old arm reaches out around that tree like it picked something up. And I'm like, uh-oh, I start yelling for CJ. And I heard something thumping around in the house, and it was my wife, and she's telling me don't, not to wake wait, wait the boy up because she wasn't ready to start cooking. Because <laughs> he, he wakes up hungry. Is he the huh
2: is, it, is he a teenager?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, he just turned 18 yesterday, but, yeah, at the time, he he was, he's still a growing boy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, I'll tell you, that boy can eat. And <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, come here. And uh, she says, let me get some coffee. So she got her made her cup of coffee. I'm sitting out back, and I'm sitting there watching it, watching me. And I said, do you see that? And she says, what? I said, you see that black, real, dark, like, black spot there behind that tree? She goes, yeah, it's that Bigfoot. I'm like, that's him. I said, that's, that's him. And about that time, she starts waving, yelling, hey, Bigfoot, and getting jumps in my lap and starts saying, yay, Bigfoot. And I'm like, hey, will you stop doing that? She goes, why? I said, because if he takes you as a threat, I said, before we get in the house, he's going to run up here and beat both our butts, you know. <laughs> and, uh. She got to laugh, and she says, "Well, I'm still scared, and I I'm, I want to move." And about that time, he come out from behind that tree on all fours, and uh, I'm like, "Do you see that?" She goes, "I'm not looking. I'm going in the house." Because she's my wife's religious, and she's she believes it's a demon, and uh, she didn't want no part of it, and she more or less swore me out for calling up a demon. I'm like, "Honey, I didn't do that. I said it come up here on its own." but she swears it's a demon, and, uh, she is ready to move, and, uh, I took a picture of it when it started to come back out behind the tree again, and as soon as I did, my phone died. She, she ran in the house, and I, I was like, well, I wanted, I wanted to get her phone, because her phone, of course, is better than mine, and I wanted to get some pictures of it, and when I come back out, it was gone, but, uh. It hung around. It it didn't let me see it no more after that, but it it sure let you know it was around. It'd come by, and it'd hit the side of the house at night, middle of the night, wake you up, and he'd hit the house so hard, he'd shake the whole house. Like four or five times as he'd pass it, and uh, moving stuff around in the yard, and and, uh, just... Letting his, letting his presence be known. And uh, one night he' come up screaming at the back door while I was gone and uh, Wendy calls me, all right, now something's, sounds like something's getting murdered at the back door. Now we got to get out of here, she says. she's ready to go and I, I'm trying to put it off because I really liked it out there. It was peaceful. I, I didn't have no neighbors. I couldn't see the road, you couldn't see my house from the road. And I liked it. I liked my privacy. And, uh, but she eventually uh, got us to move. We have since moved. uh, We moved further south down to Inverness. And uh, we have some friends of ours. we are the kind of friends that uh, moved in out there. And I've been meaning to go out and talk to Eddie about it and see if uh, he's had any experiences. But I... I haven't had a chance because I'm always working, and when I'm home, I don't really want to do nothing. To uh, work around the house, do my honeydews, just right. hang out with hang out with her. But uh, I do know one thing: that what I saw was no bear, and it was not a man in a suit, and it was it was about seven feet tall. Cause CJ and I went out there a couple of days later to that tree, and I stretched up where about the head was, and he's about seven, about seven eight feet tall. He's a big guy. Wow. He was slend, slender, had yep. long legs, long arms. His arms as long as long as me, and I'm I'm almost six foot tall. I mean, he had some arms, and uh, broad shoulders, and black as coal. Man. But I, I didn't get to see his face because he was so far away, but he right. he, he was huge. And uh, we I went and bought trail cameras put out trying to get, you know, pictures of him, and I never could get pictures of him, but I get pictures of squirrels and deers and one of the neighbor's dogs, <laughs> stuff yes. like that. But yeah, they think, never... they think
2: they outsmart trail cameras, don't they?
1: Yes, they do. Yes, they do.
2: And, you know- your wife might be onto something. I, I personally, I think that Bigfoot is physical, but you know, there's something to be said about thinking that it's a spiritual kind of entity, uh, where it doesn't it doesn't come into the house, but you know, it could it could rip the whole wall off the side of your house and walk in if it wanted to.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could.
2: And just the way it messes with electronic equipment. Um,
1: you yeah, because nobody nobody can get a clear picture of one; they're always blurry.
2: Right. Yeah, and and the fear that they invoke as soon as you see them.
1: Yeah.
2: It, I don't I don't blame her for thinking a demon. <laughs> you know.
1: I, yeah, I don't either. But uh, you know, nobody really knows what they are. Right. But I I wanted to stay out there because I was really thinking about. I got a friend of mine who's a veterinarian. I I thought about getting a hold of him and seeing if he'd come out and help me tranquilize it. And I got a, my brother's like, oh, we got to shoot it. I'm like, no, I don't want to shoot it. You know, like, which reminds me of the one night it's screaming at the back door and I'm out on the road and I told uh, Wendy to, to get the AR and go out there and pop off a few rounds because I kept it loaded out there. And she's like, I'm not touching that thing. And CJ goes, I will. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you're not touching it. So I said, well, just take the 22 out there pop off a few rounds and let it let it be known that you can defend yourself and he did and I told him I said don't you shoot it though." I said do not shoot it do not shoot at it just shoot it into the ground I said and because I said if you shoot it and hit it or shoot at it and hit it you' you're, you're going to open up a can of worms that you don't want to son and he's like okay I got you
2: yeah so, you know,
1: they can they can get vindictive from other people's experiences.
2: Absolutely, uh, you can bite off more than you can chew with that one.
1: Yes, sir. And you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't wanting them to. Uh, I, I didn't want to hurt it to begin with. You know, I never wanted to hurt it.
2: Right. And, uh, and I just,
1: I just wanted to be able to prove it was there. Absolutely. You know.
2: So how long ago did you move? Because I know you uh, had about,
1: to. About seven months ago, seven eight months ago, we moved. She took a job down in Inverness. She she used to ride on the truck with me. She's just didn't she didn't feel useful, so she wanted to get a job. Right. She, she she she's uh, always been in real estate, and uh, she's uh, doing pretty good. She uh, she works for the board of realtors where we live. Fantastic. She's happy. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. She's, she's happy. Uh, She's not living in the woods anymore. <laughs> and, and and I tried to get her to go camping. She won't camp. She, she's not an outdoors kind of girl. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I told her I wanted to move back there. She said I could go by myself. <laughs> That's probably something my wife would say. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun, buddy. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> so, Jeff, what do, what do you think? If she thinks it's you know something more demonic, and you obviously think it's physical because you want to, you know, you had the idea of tranquilizing one, right? Uh, Knowing how they look, what what do you think we're looking at?
1: To be honest, my my opinion, I think they're a hybrid, a hybrid ape. I've heard stories, I don't know how true they are, about the DNA being tested and it having. Part human DNA, and the other DNA, they don't know what it is. You know, right. but I, I, I think they're left over from uh, uh, a species that's been left over from uh, before the Ice Age that survived. That, that's just what I think. But you know, and I remember when I was a kid uh, seeing the, the Patterson Gimlin film. And I was, I was hooked, you know, I, I Bigfoot, Bigfoot. There's got to be a Bigfoot because there it is on the film, you know. And uh, the first time I saw one, oh, it didn't dawn on me, that's what it was. I never thought for a million years that that's what it was because I thought they were only in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, then the second one confirmed that they're not. <laughs> and uh, I know what I saw. And uh, I, I'm i a knower. I, I'm not a believer. I'm a knower. I know they're here. I know they're real. Some people, because I, I was kind of on the fence, you know, hoping they were real. But that just, you know, confirmed that to me they are. And uh, they're yeah. uh, At that definitely point-
2: I was going to say, at that point, you don't need uh, the scientists to come out in their lab coats and tell you what's up. Right. You got all all the evidence you need right in front of you.
1: Yes, sir, and there he was. Standing there as pillows of rocks, black as coal, Mm. and and huge. I I definitely wouldn't want to tangle with it. I'll put it that way. And I've been a bouncer in the bar and... uh, Grew up on a ranch, and I always thought I was a pretty tough fella. Uh, no, I ain't fooling <laughs> none of that. <laughs> I
2: hear you. No, no well, would you. Would you want to see one again?
1: Yes, I do. I, You know, I'm I, like I said, I'm not scared. Right. I haven't had a reason to be scared. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely – I'm not planning on being in a truck for too much longer. I want to retire from this. I want to – Go back into carpentry, do my own, start up my own carpentry business, where I have time to get out in the woods and do some more research, and, and uh, I I want to I want to get one on film. I want to get some good clear pictures, and if I can get a hold of my buddy who's the uh, veterinarian, I want to bring one home. <laughs> Wendy'll love that, but <laughs> <laughs> you No, know, I'm sure I'm sure the black. Black suits will come and take it, but I'd, oh, yeah. I'd, sure like, I'd sure like to be able to prove, you know, that, that they are real, because they are.
2: I believe so, too, Jeff, I do. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: I really yeah. appreciate you sharing these stories with me, man.
1: And uh, I i appreciate you having me on, Bo, and uh, if I come across anything else, I will definitely let you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Just shoot me a text, call me, whatever you want to do, man. If you have anything that comes up, uh, we we talk about it all here.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah. I will definitely let you know. And, uh, you take care of yourself and looking forward to hearing from you again. Hey, you too, Jeff. Stay safe out there on the road, buddy. Yes, sir.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to share an account with us, or you just like to discuss a topic that fits into the show email me at the at gmail.com that's the podcast at gmail.com you can also get a hold of me on our facebook page which is bump and you can get a hold of me also on our instagram account at the bump podcast however you want to get a hold of me i don't care uh, i'll get back in touch so until next time thanks again for listening and don't stop believing